Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky on this Thursday night. Just wrapped up the Thursday live chat. Talked a lot about Jackson Dart and Quinchon Judkins in their press conference today and being noncommittal about their future at Ole Miss. So we talked about that. Got into the Peach Bowl and some other stuff that came up in the live chat. Had a really good time. And if you missed it, here it is for you uh, right now on this edition, again, of the Rebel Report. My name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And wherever you get your podcasts, search Rebel Report. Just pull out your phone, your favorite podcast app, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. And the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online absms.com. That's the website. If you're in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever it is, if it's tech, if it's in the office and your Mississippi business needs it, Advantage Business Systems at absms.com has you covered. Tell them I sent you and you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me at Advantage Business Systems. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. We've got 16 locations here in the state of Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard that make you their priority with having local loan servicing and decision-making. So all, I mean, when you go to a Priority One Bank location and you need a loan, You'll talk to somebody that can help you secure that loan and service that loan. It's not somebody on Zoom or in a different state. It's somebody that you'll sit down with face-to-face because Priority One Bank makes you their priority. All right, here it is, the uh, live chat, Thursday live chat. We will be back after the game on Saturday as well. So hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in, as you always do. Here that is now, and I will see you guys after the game on Saturday. I don't know if the mic is low, my friend. I think the voice is low. That's probably the issue. Is uh, It's not the mic. It's me. I've uh, <laughs> I've lost it, but uh, but that's okay. I uh, I told the story on the show, and I probably should tell you guys as well, how I lost my voice because it's hard to believe. So we'll get into the other stuff in a second. Leave a comment, like all that stuff. But yeah, I lost my voice because two nights ago, um, two nights ago, I lost it screaming at about 2 a.m. because there was somebody on my back porch at two o'clock in the morning. There's somebody on my back porch and my guard dogs did nothing about it. Love, love my guard dogs. Uh, they didn't, they just slept right through it. And my back porch in, in the bedroom is adjacent. The, like they're, they're right alongside, like the, the window right next to my bed looks at the back porch. So I heard it. Two dogs, I guess didn't. I heard it. And it was 2 a.m. And it was clear footsteps or somebody on my back porch. And so I just, I popped up and I just started screaming, hey, like, hey, hey. To make my presence known, I keep all the lights in the house really quiet. Of course, I've got a four-year-old, which 
anyway, um, slept through it somehow. But um, I, I did that, screaming, hey, 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 and grabbed a machete that I keep by my bed and ran outside, couldn't find anybody. Then I heard a door shut uh, in the front, a car door. And so I ran out front and caught the people. And it was a couple, and they were older. And when I say older, I don't mean 70s. I mean like 50s. And they claimed anyway that they were looking for their dog. And he came into my backyard because their dog went into my neighbor's yard, and he thinks it got from my neighbor's yard to mine. There was no dog in my backyard. Um, They certainly seemed sincere, but uh, anyway. So they, they didn't try to steal anything. Nothing was gone in my yard. Certainly weren't trying to break into the house with what they were wearing. I mean, they were in like PJs, you know. Uh, still a very, very odd deal. I cussed him out, to be fully transparent with you. I know I probably shouldn't admit that to you guys. I should probably tell you that I handled it perfectly. I didn't. I used words in his direction uh, that I'm not very proud of, but I, I kind of feel like I'm justified. And um, I took down their license plate just in case. You know, if anything goes missing or anything weird happens around here, um, I I will be able to give that to the police should I need to. So that is how I lost my voice because I was screaming uh, at people or a person that found his way to my back porch. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not good. It is not good at all. And uh, the other two guys on the radio show are off tomorrow, so it's just me. And I don't know how I'm going to make it through three hours, but we uh, we will we'll have to do just that. So anyway, that is why the mic is low. <laughs> it's not the mic; it is just uh, because I am uh, am low. So uh, Jackson Dart, Quinjon Judkins talking at the Peach Bowl, and they were yet again non-committal about their future at Ole Miss. And I did see some pushback on the people that asked the questions. And so I will start there, actually, uh, because I, quite frankly, disagree completely with the pushback of the asking of the questions about their future. Um, These reporters don't get to hear from the players very often. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. But the transfer portal and NIL is kind of like really heating up in college football right now. And so when you look at a place like Ole Miss that has had a bunch of high-quality portal commitments paired with a um, a plethora of guys announcing their return, quarterback and running back have not done that. It is certainly fair to ask when you get the opportunity, why not? It's totally within bounds. If you think, because we got text into the show about this today, where people are like, no, that's not appropriate. There's two days before the game. That's not appropriate. I, I, I'm sorry. If if you don't think that it is, you don't want somebody to practice actual journalism. You just want propaganda. I mean, there are publications that you can go to that would never dare ask Quinshawn Judkins or Jackson Dart uh, why they haven't addressed it or why they haven't committed one way or another. Um, But frankly, if you get an opportunity to talk to Jackson Dart, you should ask him about his future, whether or not it's 48 hours between uh, that at the point of that question and the sugar bowl or, or or, excuse me, the, uh, the peach bowl or not. I believe it was Neil McCready that asked both of them. He was completely and totally within bounds asking that question. If you think he wasn't, 
then you just want somebody to produce propaganda. And I just, I disagree with you. Uh, it was appropriate. It was appropriate to ask. And uh, as always, if the question was answered a certain way, you would have had no problem with it. It's because it was answered anyway. So I think he was totally within bounds asking the question. It was fair to ask. And the answers are at least interesting. So there's two kind of angles to look at this from. The first one is just the obvious and that this guy's is college football today. So even though Ole Miss has had a, a metric ton of NIL success and portal success, both when in the last few weeks and frankly in the last couple of years, um, this is still something that you're going to have to deal with. You being a program that has had that success are not immune to having this kind of drama. It's just going to be a thing that you're just going to have to deal with. It's just how it is. Uh, th- this is college football today. Players have uh, leverage and they use it. And whether it's delaying in a, uh, delaying something because they've got something big planned later or they're delaying something because they're negotiating time and time again, this is college football today. This is what it is. Uh, frankly, I think this conversation, uh, th- this phenomenon is a little bit ridiculous. The fact that a player can sign their NIL deal and then a few weeks later come back and say, ah, not enough anymore, give me more, and then do it again, and then do it again, and do it again, is uh, is is ridiculous. But that's college football today. It's a bit ridiculous. It kind of always has been. But that's something that college football needs to be more like the NFL in, is uh, because I say that all the time and I get pushback. No, college football. No, we we don't want it to be pro sports. College sports could stand to be a lot more like the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball in certain components, and this is one. Once a player signs a deal, once Lamar Jackson signed his deal with the Ravens, Ravens fans got to breathe. They got to celebrate because they locked their guy in, and he was locked into them, and, and that's how it works. We need that in college sports. But anyway, for now – this is what you're going to have to deal with. Even the best programs have to deal with stuff like this. Georgia had to deal with this with their quarterback. There were rumors about money and him leaving and stuff. I mean, it's it's just what you're going to have to deal with. This is part of it. Um, on the, the other hand, so that's the first thing is just, sorry, this is college football today. And you're just going to, this drama happens and the coaches and the collective have to deal with it. But two, I kind of want, you to think about this for a second because I got messages from people and I know you guys have talked about it where people are super concerned about why haven't they made this decision yet? Are they going to leave? That kind of stuff. Um, Maybe I'm overthinking this or not thinking enough about it, but tell me if this makes sense. Would Trey Harris, Jordan Watkins, and Caden Priestcorn all announce their return to Ole Miss, if they didn't know who their quarterback was going to be? Would they have already done that if they did not know who was going to be their quarterback? Probably not, right? Would Juice Wells, who had offers from a lot of people, have committed to and begun the process of enrolling, I assume, to Ole Miss if he didn't know who his quarterback was going to be? Probably not. Juice Wells had a lot of options. Caden Priestcorn would have had a lot of options had he chosen to take them, including the NFL. Trey Harris, I promise you, would have had a lot of options and maybe places that would have paid him more, frankly. And Jordan Watkins, I know for a fact, 
had options if he wanted them and chose not to. All of those guys chose to stay. Would they have done that without knowing who their quarterback is? No. Would Juice Wells have gone to Ole Miss not knowing who his quarterback is going to be? No. No, he wouldn't have. Lane Kiffin brought four-year starter Spencer Sanders to Ole Miss last year, knowing that he had Jackson Dart already. I mean, he had an incumbent starter and still brought in Spencer Sanders. Ole Miss has not been engaged at all in the transfer portal for a quarterback. Not at all. Not at all. And if they were to lose one, they would need to add one. You can't just go into a year with two scholarship quarterbacks. Well, I guess they're going to have three, but still. Um, If they were to lose one, they would go add one. Haven't done that. Lane Kiffin, of all people, hasn't added a quarterback. Hasn't even been engaged in adding a quarterback. Why do you think that is? So maybe the hang-up is they're still negotiating a little bit. Maybe the hang-up is they're waiting for an announcement. I've heard different things. Uh, I don't expect either one to be anywhere else next year. I've heard different things for what the holdup is. I have heard that their I'm back videos have been made. I have heard all kinds of stuff, and I'm sure all of you have as well. It makes absolutely no sense for Jackson Dart to leave Ole Miss. None. Zero. Three-year incumbent starter um, in that offense with those weapons, leaving, picking up, and going somewhere else. Really, frankly, from a football perspective, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, he, If he hasn't agreed to one or signed one already, he has a lucrative NIL offer in front of him. Um, they, they Both parties would be foolish to let the other one go, and because of that, they're not going to, uh, to do so. Uh, it is just... If, let me put it this way to you, and then I'll get to your comments. If Jackson Dart does not take the first snap on August 31st, and he's healthy for Ole Miss against Furman, it will be a shock to literally everybody involved. Everybody. So I would say don't worry about it. It's just kind of part of the deal now. Logically, it doesn't make any sense. If these guys truly were going to go somewhere else, would they really be putting on a uniform for Ole Miss this weekend? Pro- probably not. At least I don't think so. So it, it really doesn't add up. Doesn't make sense other than they are returning. That's likely going to be the conclusion. Um, frankly, nobody expects anything other than that. So that's your story of the day, two days before the Peach Bowl. But anyway, let's uh, let's get to it. Why are they waiting until the final hour to give their decision? What is the uh, the final hour, though? That's the thing. I mean, uh, I guess they could wait forever, right, if they wanted to. I mean, especially Judkins, right? He's not draft eligible. There, there's nowhere to go unless he hits the transfer portal. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what the delay is. I, I My guess, um, it's not a guess. There's, there's negotiating going on, and... they'll work it out. Watched a talking head show for the, for Penn state. They all have them winning by 14 plus. Are you missing something? No. I mean, that's what people do. Um, It's entirely possible that that happens. You know, I mean, Penn state certainly can win the game by, by 14 plus their defense is really, really, really good. Um, But I don't see it going down quite like that. Um, I don't think they're explosive enough offensively, but 
You don't think there's much to worry about on the Dart Judkins front unless Dante Moore isn't committed yet because he's going to commit to Ole Miss after Bowles and Dart is leaving. Yeah, no, Dart's not leaving. <laughs> no, he's, he's not. He's not leaving. Penn State wearing traditional home uniforms. I mean, here seriously, it, more to that. I mean, Dart, Dart has been integral in why those guys stayed. It's not just you know, if you have no inside information, just one plus one equals two, right? These guys chose to stay. Why did they do that? Because they know who their quarterback's going to be. Um, but their quarterback was active in trying to convince them to stay. And that, so anyway, Penn State wearing traditional home uniforms. Rebs are wearing powder blue helmets, white jerseys, white pants for combo number 13 on the season. Yeah, what is Penn State calling the basic blues? I mean, that that really shows that you can sell anything to a college fan base. Calling something basic blues and fans being like, hell yeah, basic blues, baby. I, I think I think simple is better in uniforms. I think Penn State goes too far into the simple. It's like they, they look like uh, they're in a low-budget football movie that couldn't afford the rights to anything and weren't creative enough to create their own teams. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I get it. I, I get it, but... Uh. You don't think Dart's a high draft pick? Not at all in this class, not anywhere close. I mean, him, him going to the NFL right now would be a foolish thing to do. It just be, He's not ready yet. I think he can be. He certainly can be. Um, that day is not today uh, at all. Um, not, not at all. Haven't had a chance to check the band out yet. I will, though, I promise. Exactly, but you'd have a hard time thinking that Lane didn't address the quarterback early on in the portal if he thinks Dart is even possibly not returning. Absolutely. Yep, simple math. You're exactly right. It, it just simple math. The people on my porch just wanted to party. Yeah, man. And Richard, Richard said it. He's right. He's lucky that I didn't have a firearm. He's lucky that it was my house that he wandered onto the back porch to. I'm still, the more I think about it, the the less I'm convinced in their story, frankly. The more I think about it, the less I believe it. Um, I mean, I've got, I don't have much to steal on my porch. Again, they, they, they looked like they had no intention of breaking into a home, but what if they were trying to steal, you know, my egg, right? Uh, or, or porch furniture, or I don't know. Um, the, the more I think about it, the less convinced I am that they were legit. So um, I am thinking about actually just kind of calling the license plate into the police department, just saying, hey, this guy was on my back porch, two o'clock in the morning. It's like 1.53 in the morning. Um, he didn't take anything. We spoke. But that happened. Just keep that in mind. Maybe you run his plate to see if he's got any warrants or whatever. I'm thinking about doing that, actually, because the more I think about it, the, the less comfortable I am with um with what happened so do you think dart staying and judkins is waiting on the dough yeah um that's possible that is entirely possible i mean you, you've got to understand the the pressure that these guys the the stuff that is being said to them and it, it, it it's everybody it, it's all these guys um the, the, the best players in college football, even the ones that stay, the stuff that is getting said to them uh, in tampering is it's probably a lot of, of pressure and just a lot for these guys to deal with. I mean, you know, they're they're adults, 
quote unquote adults or legal adults, but you know, they're still young people. They, they've still got a lot of pressure. They're still in school. They're still trying to win football games. They've got girlfriends. They've, you know, they've, they got stuff in their life and now they've got people blowing up their phone talking about, Hey, if you came to this school, it would be so much better and stuff like that. I mean, it's, Dealing with that is uh, is really difficult, I imagine. And I just, I mean, I've heard things that have been said to Quinshawn about other places and, and why he should leave and stuff. And it's a lot, I imagine. It's probably really annoying also. But, yeah. Lane finally said he's happy where he's at. Yes, he did say that, didn't he? In my opinion, how well does Ole Miss match up with Penn State? So, uh, Penn State's going to have an advantage uh, on the line of scrimmage defense to offense. Absolutely, they will. Penn State's defense, even without Chop, he barely played this year, is going to have an advantage. Ole Miss is going to have to be a little bit creative uh, on Saturday because um, even when as healthy as they can be on the offensive line, Penn State has an advantage there. Penn State's defensive front is better than Ole Miss's offensive front for sure. They are. Uh, and, and so, they're. I mean, like a screen game, quick passing game, stuff like that. Uh, Priest Corn is going to have to have a, a really good day blocking. Uh, the backs are going to have to be good in pass protection. And, and Dart's going to have to use his legs. I mean, at the end of this this season, they, they really didn't run quarterback much because he was so banged up. They're going to have to uh, in this game. He's going to have to be effective with his legs uh, if Ole Miss is going to have a chance. I think Ole Miss defensively can and will be very aggressive, especially if Penn State's tackle uh, is, in fact, not playing like most people expect. His announcement was weird. Uh, He didn't say if he was playing or not. He just said he looks forward to spending time with his teammates in Atlanta, whatever the hell that means. Um, But I I really think that you can rattle um, uh, Penn State's quarterback. It's not an explosive offense to begin with. They're going to try to be physical with Ole Miss. So if you can stop the run early and force them into passing downs, you have them beat because he is very bad under duress. And I think Ole Miss will be able to create um, some of those opportunities. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're a little aggressive uh, in this game defensively because I think they're going to be able to afford to do so, kind of stack the box and um, focus on stopping the run because it's not an explosive offense. They don't ask uh, Aller to do much. Uh, he's, you know, he protects the ball pretty well, but he doesn't test uh, anything ever. They're pretty good at tight end. Is Penn State? His numbers don't reflect his talent. He's an NFL guy, um, so I, I think Ole Miss matches up well there. But uh, the key is going to be: can they give Dart enough time to distribute the football? But him running is is really the the biggest. Tell me how many rushing yards Dart has, and I tell you what the final score of the game is. I think. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be half, it's going to be one of those games where, where Kiffin and Weiss are going to have to be creative uh, to scheme uh, out of that mismatch. So, you think they're wanting to say they are staying after a win in the bowl game to make it special? Maybe so. Twenty-four Ole Miss should be an interesting story to average college football if NIL portal can bridge the gap to elevate a quote rest of us team to legitimately challenge for a title uh Ole Miss and you can throw Missouri uh, in there as well Missouri is also kind of loading up to try to make a playoff run this year so those are two teams to watch in the SEC and in college football as a whole like you said is is if they can pull this off there's a blueprint for other teams to do it like this as well if Missouri and Ole Miss kind of fall flat then the divide is what it's always been. 
How are you going to get answers if you don't ask the questions? Exactly. Exactly. And again, I, I just, I, I think it is, it, if you're going to put those players on the podium and all of their teammates have committed to returning, but them, it's well within bounds to ask. It's simply within bounds for them to ask. 100%. Don't be moan reporters for asking questions. It's their job. Everyone in the media is picking Penn State. <sighs> I understand why. I mean, it, defense is really, really good. I, I get it. I truly do. I mean, I expect a, a phys- like a tough, low-scoring game where, where every possession is going to feel like it matters a lot. Um, funny how it's not within bounds to ask players in this day and age about their futures, but it is if it's a head coach. Um, and again... And this is something that that really uh, I really believe and and I stand firm on. They're they're paid professionals. Both Jackson Dart and Quinshawn Judkins are drawing salary from Ole Miss. The Grove Collective, I know, is not Ole Miss, but you get my point. They're both drawing salary. So, sorry, that's how this works. Um, if you want to be a professional, you get treated like a professional. Professional football players get asked questions that are not exactly comfortable. That's what this is now. It's a profession. They're they're professionals, so they get asked professional questions. Yeah, it's because nobody has faith in Ole Miss's offensive line versus Penn State's front seven. Sorry, I thought I muted before I sniffed. That was really gross. Please forgive me for that. Will there ever be a complete reset on college athletics? Yes, when the conferences break football and men's basketball away from the NCAA. That that's when. It won't be Congress. It won't be the NCAA. It'll be when a breakaway happens. Take Ole Miss and the points and feel good about it. Penn State can't score with you, and they don't have a single win. That's even a solid win. They've been my quote ranked by record only team all year. Yeah, their best win is uh, Iowa at home, and their offense. Uh, Iowa's defense is really, really, really good. So this isn't exactly fair, but their offense is not why they won thirty-one to nothing. So how much of a role do I expect TJ Dudley to play in the Peach Bowl? That's a good question. Probably not a big one. I wouldn't think that he plays a big one just because he hasn't played with the team all year. And frankly, they've gotten really good snaps out of uh, Gene Baptiste, for example. So between Baptiste and and Coleman and and Perkins, and I don't know what they're going to do with Perkins now that Johnson's out. Maybe you're going to see Perkins on the line of scrimmage a lot in this game. We'll have to see, but um, wouldn't be surprised if he played. Uh, Apparently, they're really high on his ability, but... When he hasn't you know, been in the system and played all year, I, I imagine that role is going to be kind of limited. But we'll see. Uh, I, I've got to see him play first, you know? It's one of those things, Bo, where I just – I'm not – I mean, you, you, you see his recruiting profile, and then you hear what apparently they think about his, his ability, but he hadn't done it yet, you know? You'd be surprised if both Dart and Q are not at Ole Miss next year? Yes, for, for sure. The meltdown at state is biblical, earth scorched. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Sorry. I just got sent. Anyway. Um, yeah, they're, they're, you know, um, what, what I would tell state fans right now, and I know there are some in here, and I, I will say this on the radio show too, I have already, is. You're just going to have to suck it up right now. 
this is kind of Ole Miss's moment. It just is. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, talking about, you know, taking out loans for NIL, which is so remarkably stupid. We've talked about that before. Um, stuff like that just it makes you look weak. You know what I mean? So just let them have their moment and continue to support your collective and your team and, and hope Levy, Levy can build to what Ole Miss is currently doing. I just, I think all this, all the talk about, well, actually Walter Nolan's not good and stuff like that is just kind of, you know, it's, it's just silly. Um, Sometimes just you, you don't say anything. Just kind of let them do their thing and you do yours and, and try to catch up because Ole Miss is ahead of Mississippi State right now. That's just an objective fact. They are. So acknowledge that fact. And instead of talking about how their being up is illegitimate, find ways to, to help your up happen faster. I don't know. That That's what I would do. Just the, the, the negative, the, the energy. Um I think is is not helping anything. You could be wrong, but you think Judkins is looking to transfer due to NIL? I I, I don't think he's looking to transfer. And neither one are looking to transfer. But they, they get these offers, man. Can't see Darter Judkins leaving. They know Ole Miss is going to be on fire next season. Uh, you think they announce after the bowl game to get everyone pumped up about 24. Good to see you from Alabama. Glad you're here. If Judkins gets the crazy bag offer from somewhere, let him walk. You can replace 90% of Judkins and any running back for way less. We don't have enough data across all levels. You don't pay the – or we have enough data across all levels. You don't pay the running back. As far as I understand it, uh, he has got a very substantial offer um, in front of him. Um, probably one that is uh, would be too large for most people's liking. But as far as I understand it, the the offer is there. So I could be wrong. But uh, frankly, at least one offer has already been agreed to. And that's how this goes sometimes. Honey and whiskey works wonders. Yeah, I've... Um, I haven't uh, divulged yet. I will tomorrow watching football, but I tell you the truth, especially with with the four-year-old around, I, I don't consume alcohol really during the week um, unless, you know, unless I'm not with him. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I, I will. I'll, I'll fix this voice eventually over the weekend for sure. I'll try to not talk very much. Could Judkins be waiting to see Ole Miss add more quality offensive linemen? If I were Quinshawn, that's what I would want. <laughs> uh, it's possible. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's something that he's been waiting on. Who has a better roster in 2025, Ole Miss or State? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, that's a good question. Tell me what kind of year State has first. Should have just had a whistle instead of <laughs> – and you know, J- James, I didn't know what to do, man. I, I so I just I just yelled, "Hey!" I was like, "Hey, hey!" And I don't know if like that's the best thing to do. I've I've not dealt with this situation before, and I didn't know at the time it was somebody that was at least pretending to find their dog. 
so I had to make my presence known. I didn't know what else to do, and and I needed to buy myself a little bit of time before I could grab my machete and you know go chase him down. But I... Judkins already has a dead Soxie deal. He has lots of deals, but that's the thing about the NIL structure is it doesn't matter. They can leave tomorrow. It doesn't matter. They're not binding in, in any way, shape, or form. Just doesn't matter. You know, bowls have lost their luster in recent years, but I think they're extremely important for fan morale and collective donations. Absolutely they are. Yes. Beat Penn State and the Grove Collective gets a lot of money. Loose Penn State may not get as much. I mean, truly, there there is nothing. I said this, I think, last time I talked to you guys. There is nothing more intoxicating than winning your favorite team winning games. There's nothing more intoxicating. And if Ole Miss beats Penn State on Saturday and the Grove Collective sends an email out, people are going to give immediately give money to it right away. How much, how valuable is that? I don't know. But yes, there is, there's absolutely something there when it comes to off-season morale and momentum, 100%. A, a bowl win can really help with uh, kind of changing the taste of a mediocre season. And it can also kind of ruin what was otherwise a really good season. How many, Penn St- how many fans will Penn State bring to this game? Is it sold out? Are there allotments? Yeah, they, I mean, they sold out their allotment. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State even has slightly more fans there than Ole Miss. It is a massive, massive, a huge, huge, huge school. Um, like, what, almost four times larger in student enrollment than Ole Miss. It's like 88,000, which that's – they have an online school, which helps that. But still, I mean, the, the on-campus school is still like three times bigger. Uh, than, than that of Ole Miss. It is a huge, huge fan base. Massive, massive fan base. They will travel well. Um, I, I mean, I'm thinking so, like a true, like really good bowl atmosphere, like 50-50, something like that. It is a huge fan base. And, and Oxford and Ole Miss is closer, and Ole Miss is a big alumni base in Atlanta in the area, and that'll help. But yeah, man, Penn State fans are everywhere. That's a big, big, big school. You're colorblind, so Penn State's and Ole Miss's Navy. You assume Penn State's supposed to be Navy. Looks almost black to me. It is a really dark Navy. 24 to 26-year-old professionals can't handle getting a couple million dollars in the league. You know decision-making isn't better for 18 to 20-year-olds getting upper six or seven figures thrown at them. No, that's why you just you hope that they have a really good support system. But, I mean, here's the thing, though, Chase. You know, college athletes, and the high-paid college athletes are – 19, 20, 21, right? Not many freshmen are getting that kind of money. Zion Williamson was drafted at 19. He had his Jordan deal, which was like $70 million. He signed that when he was 19 years old. Um, I think he was, I can't remember the exact numbers of his rookie deal, but I think it's like nine or 10 million a year was his rookie deal at 19, you know? So you have that phenomenon in other sports. You have professional baseball players fresh out of high school. You have 19-year-old NBA players in basketball. You have Olympians that are in high school, right? So 
you know, th- th- this isn't an unprecedented thing that the college football players are, are going through right now. Bowls offering NIL will definitely help opt-outs, but you think bowls being more creative and fun will help too. I know for me, getting to eat a huge Pop-Tart after the game would entice me to play. They looked like they were having fun, didn't they? I mean, the, the Cheez-It Bowl? All, all that looked like it was a lot of fun. I mean, the, the, these games are doing this right. Um, some of them are, anyway. And the, the players that don't opt out seem to be like they're having a really, really, really good time. Yes, Penn State has two interim coordinators, two interim coordinators, offense and defense. So, and you would think that would give an advantage to Ole Miss, but Kiffin said in the press conference that it kind of doesn't because you have no idea what the new play caller is going to do. Now, you can't really change scheme very much. It's probably a difficult thing to do, an impossible thing to do, I would imagine. But um, that's still, you're going to see stuff that you haven't seen on film, so. If anyone knows anything, it's Walker Jones, but you don't expect him to let the information out. No, they let the players do this on their own. They do. Do I think if Ole Miss scores 24 points, they win? Yeah, I think so. First to 24, I think, wins the game. Now that I said that, it's going to be a super high-scoring game. But yeah, first to 24 makes sense to me, for sure. It will not. I do not think Penn State is capable of, of having a game like the LSU game for Ole Miss earlier this year. Over, under, two trick plays, over. Over, over, over. Oklahoma's down 10 to Arizona in the first quarter. Yeah, so the Jackson-Arnold era, I'm not watching, obviously, because I'm talking to you guys, but the the Jackson-Arnold era getting started tonight, they kind of forced, uh, I mean, I don't know if they forced Gabriel out, but it seemed like both sides were were willing to move on. And Jackson-Arnold is three for seven with an interception. So, uh uh-oh. Ole Miss and State arguing with each other recently has made me think, made me the human embodiment of the Peter Griffin, oh my gosh, who the hell cares gift, no doubt. Is Bentley coming back? That's the word, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but that is, that is the word. So, history says it'll flip back to State in the next few years. I've just been enjoying the honeymoon phase of Lebby. I can say the offense will score 50 a game and no one can tell me different. I, I feel so bad, man, for Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> I really do. That's going to move. Oh, man. But, yes, I mean, the, the Levy offense is going to be good. That that I would be beyond shocked if that doesn't work, if that aspect of it doesn't work. If he as a head coach doesn't work, that wouldn't surprise me. I don't expect it, but, like, you wouldn't be surprised, right, if a, a first-time head coach, for whatever reason, doesn't work out. I would truly be shocked if offensively they're not – quite good that that's all he knows i should call in pete golding to help me with home defense yeah seriously that jokes aside glad you're okay it was a very man um i i couldn't go back to sleep I, I, my adrenaline was pumping so much i could feel like my heart truly feel my heart beating for like an hour and a half i just sat on my couch and watched youtube videos uh, for the rest of the night so to me, the dark colors on my two flags look black. Well, they kind of do look black, but you can see the contrast, I think, in the TV right there and the flag, can't you? Or are you that colorblind where you can't even see the difference there? But yeah, they are both dark navy blue. So 
Worst case scenario, Ole Miss starts 6-0 next year, drops 3-4 to LSU, Oklahoma, and Georgia, and finish 9-3. Dart leaves, Judkins leaves, all the wide receivers move on, and Kiffin decides that was the best shot he will get and decides it's time to go to the NFL or a place like Orion Day if he loses to Michigan again. If the worst comes to worst, what's the temperature for Ole Miss fans? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm really, you know, I know you hope that it happens, but um, for the sake of content, you hope it doesn't happen. Uh, I am curious to see how the fan base would handle investing what they've invested to underachieve in, in 2024. I don't think that would particularly go over well, considering the financial investment that is going into this roster. So. Do I think Ole Miss has a chance of getting Stewart from AM? I don't. Uh, but I mean, I thought Nolan was a long shot too. So what the hell do I know? But if I were Stewart, I would look at the Ole Miss wide receiver room and think, yeah, I mean, is this the best place for me? And not because the offense can't have wide receivers produce at a high level. It's just like, I mean, you've got Wells and you've got Watkins and you've got Harris. Like how many receptions are you, how many targets are you going to get? You know, there's only one football to throw and it's a kind of a heavy running offense. So I I would, I would think that it'll be kind of hard for Ole Miss to recruit him considering what they have in that room right now. One of the often overlooked benefits of a bowl game is the extra practice time. You can't buy that. You can cut the NIL values on these sites in half. Yeah. On three that that's it's, just so stupid. Uh, their NIL valuation algorithm is uh, it makes people believe things that just simply aren't true. That's what it is. Uh, Ulysses Bentley can return. I'm just not sure if he will. You guys, you guys are cracking me up. Uh, Pete, Gold, if that happened in lane left, Pete Golding is named head coach. They have another top 20 recruiting class and they still have portal NIL success and have a seven and five to eight and four rebuilding year. Ole Miss has bought in. If Kiffin leaves, the follow up to that was if Kiffin leaves, they can do better than a coordinator that's never been a head coach with what they've committed to paying a coach. I think they can lure an established coach. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, depending on when it happens and how it happens, if Pete Golding is Ole Miss's next head coach. I would not be surprised. But I don't think that's happening for a little while. So Arizona's playing lights out on defense versus Oklahoma. I'm looking forward to watching the uh, the end of this one because uh, Arizona, man, is, uh, is good. Jetfish is doing a really nice job there. And it's not – oh. Jackson Arnold threw another interception. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. What an introduction. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, I agree with this. Kiffin's going nowhere for a few years. Somebody's got to keep his uh, – oh, gosh. Okay. I'm not, I'm not reading the rest of that. <laughs> Come on. That's what I get for not proofreading. Um, you think the only place he goes is back to try the NFL and to stop hustling to pitch 20-year-olds literally 12 months a year? I can see Joey Freshwater liking – getting springs off again. I mean, the quality of life for an NFL coach is just so much better than college, especially now. 
Do I ever think NIL payments from collectives will be made public, at least like public schools around the country, much like coaches' salaries? Yes, I do think eventually we will get there, but it will be because they will become employees. Uh, so eventually we will know what they're getting paid. Yes. Um, yeah. And to thank Mississippi State beat Arizona. No kidding, man. No kidding. That's a really good um, Arizona team. Jackson Arnold's making you happy he didn't want to follow Levy. And hey, we're getting the same thing. We're getting the same thing with um, Tennessee because Milton opted out, and now uh, I'm a believer is uh, is starting for Tennessee. And remember, he was the seven and a half million dollar quarterback rumored anyway. Um, one of those quarterbacks got a contract because what the Athletic obtained the contract that had the dollar figure on it. So. Um, who has a better quarterback in 25, Ole Miss or State? Uh, I will go with Ole Miss on that one because uh, I think Shapin's got multiple years of eligibility. I like Shapin, though. I like him more than State fans, some State fans. Um, I think that he will do well in that offense. It, it fits him better, and he will be coached better. Um, the, the disappointment from State fans, from some some state fans about him I thought was really misguided I, I think he was a nice pickup so anyway I gotta run guys I have uh I I started late and it's my fault but uh I've got to get going I got a couple things to uh to to take care of this evening so I appreciate you guys being here uh we will be live after the peach bowl for sure because why not? So um, looking forward to seeing you guys on Saturday afternoon. In the meantime, y'all enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your football. Uh, and I will see you on Saturday afternoon. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.